Talking with Girlfriends is our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Join me, Madden Chate Jones, and my good girlfriend, Tennille Daniels, for an hour of healing through hospitality as we welcome friends from across the lifestyle and wellness spaces to join us for some good, healthy girl talk. Pull up a seat, get comfortable, and make yourself at home. You are now listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. How are you? Fabulous. How are you? I'm doing well. It's nice outside. You know, the birds are chirping. The pollen is coming down. Yeah, it is nice. It's good. You look pretty. That hair in space uh, has lasted you a week. Girl, yeah. Girl, mine is up in a bun. Well done. I'm I'm at about the 10-day mark. That's it. That's a wrap for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I make so. one wrong move, mine will be just like where pull back. Is, so. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So talk to me. What are you loving this week? So this week, I don't have like a product or anything like that, but I was going to say it's the sisterhood for me. I am loving just sisterhood. So Maddie and I celebrated our 18th Delta Bursary. That this sounds week. so old. Girl, that so that old. is crazy. So yeah. However, I am 40. So. <laughs> Here's there's that. that. But um no, I mean I just, you know, of course joining a sorority is an individual decision, but I think just surrounding yourselves by, you know, with good girlfriends and community, we always talk about it. It's just like the best life life upgrade ever. So this week, that's what I'm loving, sisterhood. I love that for us, for all of us. I love that for our guests too, even though I don't feel like she went the right way. She went a way. So she went a way. We asked right. her to be mute on this part and she probably just biting the inside of her she teeth. She went Go in before she can say anything. Um, so yeah, I love the sisterhood for us. So what am I loving this week? I am um, loving a couple of things. So first... Um, Ellie got a cold. So she went for her first day of drop-in daycare. One day, okay, it was a Friday. Sis had a mask on, supposedly, because they wear masks. But, you know, the kids don't wear the masks all the time. So I'm thinking the mask is to protect from COVID. But somehow, the very next day, her nose was stuffy. girl. And then two days after that, my nose was stuffy. Like, to the point that I even called out of work on Wednesday. When you call out of work from home, you know that you're really not doing it. You're so, not doing well or you're over it. I mean, let's not I was, I, it was. No, I felt like I it was like not. a sinus headache. So mm. anywho, um, I was telling one of my good girlfriends, and she has like a six-year-old, um, and she was like, girl, you need to get, because I was doing the humidifier, the Vicks rub, the Vicks drops, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. She was like, get the Vicks plug-in into oh. the wall. So it's a plug-in. This is stepping its game up. Well, stepping its game up. So we had the humidifier going for a couple of days. We did the VIX plug-in for the first time like two nights ago. Mm-hmm. And it will have your whole room floor mentholated. Um, so we're in here breathing fresh, clean air. And, you know, Ben suffers from allergies. So he's mm-hmm. like, this is great. So that's one thing that I'm loving. But I have a second thing as well. The day we are recording this is May 1st. It is the first day of the Hope series. And I am... Yeah. Yes, I am absolutely loving the series and I am loving everybody posting and sharing um, the merchandise that they bought, the products, using the the workbook. People have already started sharing that this morning. Um, so I'm just super excited to people see people in the gear and then just the number of downloads of the um of the 21 day guide is just like 
blessing me. So I'm very excited about I that. I love that for you. Yeah, I downloaded mine just last night. You know, the I procrastinator saw. in I your saw. friend. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad she's joining. <laughs> but I am here and ready, you know. Well, guess what, y'all? It's never too late to download. You can start on day 20 if you want. You can start after we're done. Like, we're doing this as a community. But honestly, at any point where you feel moved to start, just start and jump in. Um, so you'll be listening to this probably on Monday, May 3rd, mm-hmm. um, when you listen when it first comes out. And if you haven't already started, you can go to lovemadden.com forward slash hope. And that'll give you a link to both the download and the um, collection in the shop. So Yes. And Maddie, I mean, she will say this, but I'm going to say it for her. Go and get some of this amazing gear, products. They are the bomb. Um, I just bought a t-shirt for myself and I bought a t-shirt for my future child. So I was like, I kind of wanted the pink. Like I really love the pink, but then I was like, I don't know if I'm going to have a boy or a girl. So I just got the green, but... There we are. So I was crying. Lady. I was crying when I saw that green. I was like, I Aww. knew exactly. I was like, oh, because she's doing the gender neutral. And I was crying. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So prayerfully, hopeful expectations is all about hope this month. And Amen. so I'm Amen. just loving all that you're doing for women. Thank you. Keep blessing and them. I'm loving you paying full price for this merchandise. I appreciate because I would. <laughs> I would have gave it to you for all your volunteer work you do on this podcast. Right. But I'm not going to ask you to be like, girl, can, can I get a t-shirt? Like, no, I'm just friends, friends, supporting friends. However, y'all, I did um, send her a DM like, can I just pick up my stuff? She Thinking I could like um, alleviate the $5 shipping. I, I, I didn't know you were going to order right away. I was going to give you a free um, shipping code. I set one up for, for one of my neighbors. So I have it. So yeah. It's all good. It's all good. It'll, it'll come back around. Oh, trust me. It will come back around. Pretty sure you owe me $5 anyway, so. No, no, you probably owe me. I was about to say not in, but I had to stop myself. On the podcast, right. We're expanding our reach, so. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we play too much. We do. Um, Table talk topic. So you guys, it's a new month. It is May, so you guys know last month we talked all about Fresh Starts. It was dope. It was wonderful. Um, this is the last month or the last um, little series of episodes that we'll be doing in season three. And then we're going to take our summer break. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And then we'll be back for season four, God willing, in the fall. So um, we are focused on family and home life all month long. We're talking about what it's like to be... Um, in the house, because that's where we all are for now. But the vaccinated vixen, Tennille, is on. That's me. It's a hot girl summer. <laughs> and it's lukewarm summer for me. So I'll be right behind you. <laughs> I'm going to try to make like one out of every three events that you're at. But I know that you'll be out in these in these streets. Um, so we want to wrap up by just really talking about like home life, how it's been, how we're doing, how it's going. Um, we feel like that's really important. So welcome to season three, episode 13, Wife Life. Ooh, and today I am super excited. So excited. So, this super, super, yeah, so, so. so all the, yeah, exactly. You Sorry. are in my intro. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but we are super excited. So welcome to the table. One of our biggest supporters from our the Citrus and Sugar days now to the Love Madden days. She has been a day one ride or die with us, and we are just so grateful for her. And that Amazing woman is Shalice Tyson. Shalice is a lifestyle 
wait y'all Matt oh you weren't even on mute but I heard nothing coming up I was muted myself sorry okay Shalice is a lifestyle content creator who is passionate about cheering women on oh sorry cheering on women to grow achieve goals and glow from the inside out through her personal brand blog and motivational apparel shop Shalice is creating a space and a community for glow getters to feel seen motivated and celebrated as they live their lives and pursue their dreams in addition to pursuing her passions Shalice's greatest joy is sharing her life with her husband and their two kids let's welcome to the love madden podcast Shalice Tyson welcome I just want to be here. (laughs) Just want to say, like, this bio, this thing is so accurate. Like, when you talk about somebody encouraging women, like, when Tanil says she is our A1, day one, A1, literally from like the first thing that we ever put out there, and we weren't as close to Shalise before. We just kind of like knew her. And Pat, I mean, Shalise was like cheering us on. Yes reviewing the podcast you guys are doing a great job I'm so proud of y'all this content is so wonderful we put our retreat out there we weren't sure about the price point and we were hemming at home Shelly snapped that thing up bought tickets told her friends she does this so to see you evolve into this brand with the glow getter and all of the encouragement and support of women like it's so natural because it's so you so oh, thank y'all y'all know I'm always team to Neil and Maddie all day hello <laughs> yes thank you boo so today Shalice you're here with a with a different hat on I know you are an encourager of women but we want to talk specifically about wives and we're going to dig into that when we get into the topic but um, let's tell the folks who may not know a little bit about your little background about you first so we'll start with our first background question. So Shalice, if you had to describe yourself, <clears throat> not just what you do, but who you are at your core, in just a few sentences, what would you say? Um, let's see, Shalice in a few sentences. It's always funny because, you know, we do always share what we do mm-hmm, <laughs> first. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that um, I'm a big dreamer. Mm-hmm. I have a big heart. I'm an ambivert to the mm-hmm. core. Mm-hmm. I'm a celebrator. I'm a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. I love music. I love laughter. Mm-hmm. I love family and friends. I love glow getters. Um, yes. And I love good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you know that the Love Madden brand is centered around healing through hospitality. What does healing through hospitality mean to you? And how do you believe we grow as individuals through how we relate to others? Great question. Um, So I think that healing through hospitality is it's many things. I think about um, the word hospitable, you know, being kind, being friendly, being warm. So I think it could be definitely simple things like holding the door for the person in front of you, you know, saying hi with a smile, bringing good energy into a room. I think that it could also be more significant and, you know, collective things like brunch with our girlfriends, you know, Mm -hmm. where we laugh, where we talk, where we have good food. I think it's those conversations where we walk away feeling seen. We walk away Mm -hmm feeling free. We walk away feeling a little bit lighter. So mm. I think essentially it's spreading love and gathering together, you know, in love. 
So I'm going to add a part B to this question. I'm going to mix it up a little bit based on today's topic. um, How are you doing those things or do you feel like you're doing those things in your home with your spouse and your children? Do you feel like you're hospitable as a wife? Um, uh, I know a lot of times we talk about that in terms of our friends and neighbors and our small groups and stuff, but like they say, I don't know if this is in the Bible or if this is one of the things the saints just made up, but your first ministry begins at home. I think it's in the Bible. Um, Can you talk to us a little bit about what healing within your relationship, your marriage, your home life looks like through how you show up as being hospitable to your husband and and your babies? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And just like you said, your first ministry is, you know, your home. Mm -hmm. You can't be out here being nice, you know, online, being nice to the sisters, but you nasty, you Mm -hmm. know, at your home. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, when they say home, sweet home, I take that to heart. You know, I want my home to be a safe, a safe haven, especially, you know, with my husband, he, he's a police officer. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's out there day in and day out when he comes home. I want that to be a welcoming place, a safe haven where, you know, we can enjoy dinner around the table. We can laugh. We can have pillow talk. Um, we can watch movies. Same thing with the kids. I'm here with them all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know sometimes they they want to not be here all day. <laughs> so, you know, just just doing what I can to um, make them feel love, to do fun things like cooking together. So. Um, so, yeah, just really making home a sweet home as much as I can. That's good. I love that home sweet home. We opened up by talking a little bit about our illustrious sorority, Delta Sigma Theta <laughs> Sorority Incorporated. And wait, uh, we have to say we're recording this on Shalice's. AKA, AKA anniversary. Yes. 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 So, yes. Happy anniversary. Hey. Christ. That's what Casey be calling me. I'm so Christ. <laughs> yes. It's all love. It's all love. <laughs> and so I, I don't know if I can share this or not. So I'm not going to say the exact words, but within our oath, um, our Delta oath, there's some language about um, how you are supposed to sort of uphold the environment in your home and the atmosphere in your home and how you're supposed to show up in your home. And that language always convicts me. Like even when I was an undergrad saying the oath, I would think like, I mean, you know, it was a dorm then, but I would think about like creating this atmosphere in my home and just tying that to like my womanhood, even before I was married or had a husband or had children. And so even now when I hear those words, I really feel like that charge is like important. It's not just how we show up in service or scholarship or sisterhood or all of the public facing things, but it's who we are like behind closed doors, whether you live alone or live with your family. And so I love how you said that home sweet home. That that made me think of that. And Delta and AKA will work you to the bone. They want you to be doing all the things, but they also want you to keep your house together too. So get it twisted. (laughs) With stockings, I don't have time to do all of this and still look like this. It's the the superwoman for me. It is the superwoman for me. Um, Okay, so now we're going to dive into the topic of today's episode, which we already started to tiptoe into. Um, So we want to hear, you told us about who you are, but we want to hear more about what you do. And there's a lot of things that you do um, and you are a multiple business owner. So um, tell us a little bit about your occupation. If you had to describe Shalice Tyson Enterprises and the Glow Getter Movement to a small child, to an elementary age child, and you have two of them, how would you describe what it is that, that mommy does? 
Yeah, great question. And they've asked that before, um, <laughs> especially because, you know, I have more than one job. So you know, when I started the, the new business, they were like, well, what do you do now? <laughs> <laughs> you could just say, I'm a Jamaican. I'm Jamaican. <laughs> Mommy would hold the job. Okay. <laughs> um, but I think I think the way that I explained it to them was um, that I write and share about my life and the lessons that I learned online. I share about being a mom. I share about owning a business. I share about the things that I like. And I encourage women to go after their dreams and let their inner light shine. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Yes, I do. I love that too. So tell us a little bit about your own personal story and your upbringing um, and how it has impacted you to show up as the woman and specifically the wife and the mother that you are. Yeah, great question. Um, my upbringing, it definitely impacted um, who I am, for sure. And how, <laughs> excuse me, and how I show up as a woman. Um, I would say that my mom, my mom was the probably the biggest impact. She's a woman of faith, um, great woman of faith, um, great role model. And she modeled for me, you know, the importance of being a woman of character. Mm. Um, pursuing those things that you're passionate about. In her case, a lot of that passion for her was ministry. Mm. Um, she was also an, a, an amazing mom. And, you know, when it when people say things like, you know, oh, Shalice, you're so encouraging. You know, I can honestly say I, I get it from my mom. I get it from her. <laughs> I get it from her. Um, she was when I when I was growing up, she was the director of the women's ministry at our church for for well over a decade. So I really learned from her, you know, how to relate to women, how to, you know, really curate these sort of meaningful events and things that I do. And I learned a lot about the importance of being in community together. And that has all really shown up in the Glow Getter movement and, you know, building my tribe and, you know, even some of the work that I do. with wives. Um, Other things about my upbringing, like as it relates to family, I would say that my parents, so my parents were were married, you know, all of my childhood and adulthood and all of that. Um, They were married for 36 years before my father passed. And they were definitely, you know, teammates. They put family first. It was lots of laughter in our home. Um, I mean, even to this day, like when I talk to my brother, it's it's always given laughs. Like it's just the, the root of our family, even in my family now, like with my my husband and my children, we love to laugh. And I think, you know, just because of that strong foundation, it did really have a positive impact on me. You know, I think about like my dad. He was such a hard worker and he took a lot of pride in putting our family first. And, you know, when I when I was thinking about getting married, I knew like I wanted a husband who really valued family. And Mm -hmm. I'll never forget um, Christmas, my senior year in college. Um, I needed a new car. You know, my car had broke down. I had been through a few buckets, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that had broke down. And, you know, my dad and my mom, you know, they worked so hard to get me a new car my senior year for Christmas. And that was just so significant because neither of my parents had a new car at the time. Mm. You know, my dad, he worked on cars for a living. So he was like used to use cars and, you know, just to see them sort of make that sacrifice so that I could have, um, you know, that sort of selflessness and love and putting family first 
all of that I've gotten, mm-hmm. you know, from from them. So I would say like their marriage has definitely framed some things that, you know, I wanted to model when I got married. Um, some things I wanted to do a little different too. Mm-hmm, <laughs> of mm-hmm. course, we know all about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, each <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, you know, overall, I would definitely say that, um, you know, my upbringing definitely played a, a big part in my story today. Mm. Yeah. And I'll just say before Maddie asked the next question that um, when you did the event celebrating women during Women's Month and your mom came on, like it was just so it was she was such a light and it was so inspirational and the way that you all love on each other and encourage each other. I could just see where you got it from. And yeah. so um, I just want to honor her because, again, like I said, I have never met her in person, but just meeting her on the Instagram live, I was just like, oh, my gosh, she's so amazing. So girl, Yeah, I met her at an event. Mama. I met her at eventually. Did we in the bathroom, girl, just talking, girlfriend talk. Uh-huh. And she's like, so how did you come to this event today? I'm like, you know, at she invited me. And she was like, mm, I'm her mother. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> girl, was Looking like my, my auntie or my sister. <laughs> <laughs> you look cute, girl. I like that peplum, like really talking in the bathroom. Um, and she's she's such a light. I love your family. Um, so, yes. Okay. We are honoring Mama today. And we're coming up on um, Mother's, Mother's Day, Day as yes. well. So I love yes. that. So, okay, you told us a little bit about your story, your upbringing, how it influenced you. So how and when did you know? And when did you make the decision? And I think I remember when we talked about this early on as you were making this transition to move into the space of influencing and encouraging women as your full brand and business. And maybe if you could step back and talk to us a little bit about sensational soirees, you were already a business owner, but how did you know? And when did you know? And that, I mean, that is supporting women in a way as well, Mm -hmm. but to make that pivot into Shalice Tyson as a brand and the glow getter like movement. Yeah. So, you know, I always feel like the, the things that we're supposed to do or, you know, just us really connecting the dots on the things that we've done in the past, like everything just, it always comes full circle. So I feel like anything that I've done before or, um, you know, learned before, it all really led to this and me finding, you know, how to connect what I'm most passionate about. Mm-hmm. And for me, what I'm most passionate about is cheering on others. And, you know, I've, I've always, like y'all were saying, I've always been that yes girl, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's just me. <laughs> you know, I love to write, um, you know, that, that comes natural to me just sharing. So I decided, you know, being a lifestyle blogger and influencer, that was just going to be a really good fit for me to hone in on all of those sort of things that I was the most passionate about. And, you know, I decided in early 2019 that I was really going to consider launching my personal brand. I'm just like, you know, think about it. (laughs) Think about it, girl. And I would say that Prior to that, though, I had thought about it for a while, Mm. like a long while, but I would not entertain it, you know, because of self-doubt, you know, this sort of feel is is saturated, you know, is it room for me? You know, I really couldn't figure out how I could add anything else onto my plate because, you know, I was working a full-time job. I was doing events, which was a full-time business. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, girl, how are you going to do like one more thing? But I just kept getting that gnawing, you know, just to, to go for it. And 
I'm so, so grateful for events because that definitely ties into my passion for celebrating. But I knew that launching my brand was just going to be the right move because it was going to allow me to just really merge that passion for celebrating others with the opportunity to share my story mm. and build the community, you know, because with events, ain't nobody trying to hear about my personal life. They're trying to hear this and you plan this party. You know? right, right, right. Get it done and keep it moving. On a budget at that. Listen, listen. So, you know, I just decided I was going to do it, you know, just to sort of share, you know, the behind the scenes of, you know, raising my family, um, you know, running my businesses and just encouraging other women so I decided to file for an LLC on, um, it was National Entrepreneur Day wow. in 2019. Mm-hmm. And I was really intentional about that day because I'm like, you know, this is symbolic. <laughs> you know, this is the beginning of my legacy. You know? so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I filed for, you know, as my name, Shalise Tyson Enterprises. And, you know, the hope was that the the company would be the home for anything that I wanted to do, you know, any purpose-driven work, you know, even besides the blog and the shop. So, you know, I just decided to to, to go for it. And, um, you know, I'm here, I'm doing this a year later and, you know, I'm still growing, I'm still going, but, you know. It's, and glowing. And glowing. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that. So you've done um, lots of work in the realm of wives and couples, from wedding planning to your work with your personal brand, connecting and encouraging women, um, and serving as a leader of the DMV chapter of Fab Wives. Mm -hmm. So what would you say is the greatest personal lesson you've learned from your work as it relates to wives and our needs. And when I say our, I really mean your and Maddie's <laughs> wives. But mm-hmm. as me, as a budding Speaking wife. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Walk, walk in your purpose. That's right, walk girl. Walk your purpose, girl. <laughs> yes. So um, what have you learned? Tell us uh, about that. Yeah, I've learned a lot. Um, a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much. But uh, maybe one of the, the big lessons that I've learned is that we really need that safe and supportive community mm-hmm. of sisters and definitely fellow wives. That is really critical. And, you know, when you think, let's think about events, you know, weddings, you think of the bride, you know, she has her bridesmaids mm-hmm. that are there to support her on her journey to marriage. And, you know, they're there to stand by her, you know, help make the process fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a bride, they a bride really needs that support. Mm-hmm. And alternatively, if you don't get it, you know, your bridesmaids are a nightmare. Girl, I was you know, about to say, choose wisely. Honey. Okay, it can really dampen the journey. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't have that, that core group of support. And mm-hmm. same thing goes for wives. We really mm-hmm. need our tribe outside of our spouse. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And I think the tribe should be varied, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we need those, you know, women who we can share like our highs and our lows with. We need those who we can have a good time with, mm-hmm. you know, the girls we can swap ideas with, um, vent to, because, you know, we never want to lose ourselves in marriage. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing goes with motherhood. Mm-hmm. So it's just really important to like plug into a community to help keep us balanced. And like, I know for me, when I first got married and, you know, then when we had our son, I was so zoned in on family, family, family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even though family, yes, it's a priority, 
I learned and, you know, I'm still learning that you have to have some sort of a balance, mm-hmm. you know, it ain't always be 50, 50, but you have to have some sort of a balance. Otherwise I feel like you can lose your identity to the roles that you play and the mm-hmm. titles that you hold. So, you know, yes, being a wife and a mom is a part of, you know, who I am. It is not all that I am. Mm, that's good. We, um, my wife tribe and I met last night. So it's four of us and we got together, um, just to do like our regular meeting. And we were talking about um, our own mothers and empty nester, retirement, what that looks like, and how um, so much of their identities was really wrapped up in being a mom or in their work. So now that the kids are out of the house, their grandma, they're not working. It's like they're looking for things to do, hobbies, whatever, interests. Um, Of course, they have their own friend groups, but we were looking at them. And then we took a step back to look at like even our grandmothers who, as far as we know, I mean, we knew them older, their whole, everything was really wrapped up in, you know, that that matriarch role. And so we were just unpacking that and what that would look like for us and making sure that once our children are grown, it's not like our identity is so wrapped up in being a mother. And even though a husband is a lifelong partner, you don't want your whole identity be, to be wrapped up in being a wife either. So Absolutely. I think it's good to nip that in the bud before you um, look back and you're like, what, mm-hmm. what is life? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So here's our next question. You and your husband are one of those couples that got married relatively young, because yes. he posted a picture the other day of him with young, young. Some, <laughs> some strength. I was like, okay. You guys have been married for over 10 years. Um, yeah. And at this point, through many seasons, good seasons, challenging seasons, all sorts of stuff. So if you yeah. could give our listeners one or two key pieces of advice that might encourage them on their journey, when they hit these challenges, what would that be? And I want you to think, Shalise, about wives who are currently married, who might be in a difficult season right now, and also women who desire to be married to prepare them for like what marriage really looks like. Like we know that it's, it is lovely, but mm-hmm. how do you weather some of the, the challenging times? Yeah. Yeah. Great, great question. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on that, y'all. Mm-hmm. I really <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a, what the pastor say. I ain't gonna be before you. <laughs> Take your time, preacher. Right, we got time. We got a lot of thoughts on this, though. And I mean, like, like you said, you know, it's wild. Like we have literally been married for 12 years. Like that's Crazy. still wild to me because I feel like we're so young. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, we we got married way young, so. We've been through it all, <laughs> it all, and um, I would say that the first piece of advice that I would probably share is, you know, understanding that challenges happen. Don't go, especially for someone that's not married. Don't go into it thinking that you are never going to not face a challenge. That is not the truth. And then if you're in a challenge understanding that you aren't alone. You know, I feel like we've all gone through something in our lives. We've all gone through something, you know, in our relationships because perfection is just, you know, it's not a thing. It's not a thing. The road is not going to always be straight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's going to be bumps. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's going to be a windy curve before it's back to the open road. <laughs> you, like, you, know, <laughs> you know, that road is not going to be straight the whole time. <laughs> the traffic um, circle. 
Listen. Um, you know, but every every marriage is different. Every marriage is so different. And but the one thing that's the same though is we don't all face a challenge. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, you know, like, especially in the age of like social media, you know, we see, you know, highlight reels all the time. And, you know, we have to normalize the fact that just because you see someone's highlight reel doesn't mean that they have not gone through a challenging time. Everyone doesn't share things that they've gone through publicly, you know, or they might share it in more of a smaller setting. And that's okay, you know, because mm-hmm. it's beauty and transparency, but mm-hmm. it's also beauty and privacy. Come okay? on now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And- you know, I, I think that, you know, the fact is, again, we've all gone through something. So we have to cancel out the couple's goals and, mm. you know, all of that, you know, like they always say, comparison is a thief of joy. Mm-hmm. So if you are in a challenge, do not compare yourself to somebody else's seemingly perfectly, you know, perfect life, you know. Worry about your own grass, you know. Don't worry about it. Be your own goals. Be your own goals. Be your own goals. And not only that, you don't know what someone's happiness costs them. Mm. So, mm. you know, you can't, you be idolizing these these people. You just, you, you, you never know. And, you know, something that I learned, you know, in the midst of challenges is, you know, in the midst of it, they are hard and you feel like it is meant to break you. But on the other side of it, you gain so much strength, so much compassion, perspective. Um, you grow wiser, you learn, you get better. And, you know, when I think about the first half of our marriage, you know, versus this last half, we have really grown so much. We've obviously grown in age, <laughs> but, um, you know, we've grown in love and our ability to partner better. Mm-hmm. And some of that growth, honestly, it may not have happened without overcoming some of those challenges sure. that, that we had to face. And, you know, when I think about some of those challenges, therapy was definitely a great resource to get us through. So if anybody's mm-hmm. in a challenge, um, challenging season of their marriage, I highly, highly, highly recommend individual counseling as well as couples counseling. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people think couples counseling will not be enough, but if some of the issues are rooted in you, yes, you have to do your, your own work. And a you good know, couples counselor will ask you to meet individually or to, they will. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, I lo- I know a lot of times therapy is taboo, especially for men, but you especially know, for they- black men. Listen, mm-hmm. they need it. Like they, they really need it. We need it too, but I mean these brothers they really need They're it. Up against a lot. They mm-hmm. are. They really are so much that they have to unlearn. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's something about that unbiased third party you know, that has some real experience to get to the root of the issue and can give you those tools for conflict resolution and healing that, I mean, it just, it really does wonders. Um, Something else I would say too for challenges is accountability. Like you have to hold yourself accountable and you have to hold your spouse accountable. Mm -hmm. And I'm biased. So, you know, I would say like the guys, in my opinion, be having more stuff that they need to be working on. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> Let me go ask them what they would say. I'm biased. I'm biased. <laughs> I do think there's some truth to that because no, we no, are no. constantly a lot of us in this space, working on ourselves, bouncing things off we of each are. other. Yes. Together, they be talking about the same. They don't go that deep for the most they part. They don't. So and they, they don't, don't have these communities like we have. They don't about the have same that. Stuff. Sports. Dog, if y'all don't scratch the surface and get into yes. your feelings, and they, they really some of y'all friends really <laughs> need some work. Like, I could probably have a husband if some of y'all friends did some work. Some yes. Of these, some of these <laughs> it's so true. Like, they need that. And you know, I think that it's just important, you know, for us to hold ourselves accountable, but, you know, they have to hold themselves yeah. accountable too. And then, you know, vice versa. And I think some of that accountability could be, you know, communicating your need. Mm-hmm. Com- communication is everything, you know, communicating your concern or, I mean, even enforcing a boundary. I know one time in therapy, I have finally got it that. I am the only person that I have control over. Mm-hmm. I do not have control over him as badly as I wanted <laughs> to have control over him. And, you know, even if he truly needed to improve in an area, that was on him mm. to do that work. He had to do that. I had to control managing my emotions, mm-hmm. communicating my needs and my expectations effectively. and. He had to then do the work. And, you know, I did that. I held myself accountable for my own happiness. Mm. And that is liberating. Mm. You know, our spouses are supposed to make us happy, but you gotta, you gotta be responsible for your own happiness. You can't wrap that up completely, you know, into him. And I don't know, for me, just that clear communication and that accountability that was really the beginning of us, you know, sort of moving past, um, you know, a challenging period that mm. we faced. And you know, go ahead. I, I was also going to say that timeline, because when you had that moment, that aha moment and, and started making the shift might not be, y'all not going to have the moment at the same time, right? Like you. Oh, that <laughs> it, is big old fact. It's like sex. <laughs> somebody can climax at one time, somebody can climax, or it can happen at the same time. That's how yep. therapy is. Somebody <laughs> can get it sooner and we still waiting on you or the other way around still so, that's why we've been in this for six <laughs> months still working three month therapy program and we here six months later so and you, like in a you feel like you got it and you're moving and then you're still like he doesn't get it and then yeah. that period where you feel like you you're making progress and that the other person your partner is not can be very challenging and isolating and frustrating and make you feel like it's not working or I'm the only one doing this work or maybe we need to stop. So I think yeah. that's something important to talk about too. That that timeline, like just because you Absolutely. are one in the eyes of Christ does not mean you are in lockstep and in sync with where you are in your walk. So that patience, that's... That is, that is, that is big facts. Patience is a, like they say, patience is a virtue. <laughs> it is, it is a virtue. And I mean, just men and women in general, you know, are, we are on two totally different wavelengths, um, you know, just the way we think about things. So, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely think that that's true. I think another thing too, like, you know, with the accountability piece and, you know, with the patience piece is, you know, with challenges, sometimes it's going to be conflict and arguments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for us, we really had to learn, like, fight fair <laughs> and, you know, don't lose focus on the good in the midst of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And 
we're not always perfect at this. You know, we're both Leos. Um, mm. I got a little bit of petty in me sometimes, <laughs> you know. God's still working on me just a little bit. <laughs> but God um, had a little petty. It's all good. Yeah. But even like in therapy, they'll teach you like, you know, when you having a, a disagreement, you cannot keep bringing up old stuff if it's not applicable to the mm. current situation. You know, and you got to stop exaggerating too. You always, don't use you always mm-hmm. if you did it just once last week mm-hmm. or you did it once <laughs> in six months. Why, you always, don't put the children's feet down. He just did it one time. It was just one time. <laughs> um, I'm to I'm, I'm myself because I'm a you always. I'm a, I'm a recovering you always. You mean both, honey. <laughs> But um, yeah, you know, like sticking, sticking to the facts and, you know, to your community, clearly communicating your um, clearly communicating your concerns and your needs. And I think the the final piece of advice that I would probably share for like challenges and just for just the betterment of your marriage would be earlier, like what I said about community of wives and sisters, couples need couples communities mm-hmm. like have to have some other couples friends you know maybe that you can go out on a date night with or do a game night or even discuss some common pain points um i know like with our marriage coaches they do um a monthly zoom mm-hmm. and it's for different couples of different ages we talk about different topics it's all healthy dialogue and like my husband is so into that and I never thought he would be into something like that. And, you know, if they're not having those communities with, you know, their male friends. Maybe the couple's community is, you know, something that would be helpful to, you know, just really help you to enforce. We're all doing the best that we can, you know, just keep trying and have that patience. Things will you'll move past that storm. Yeah, that's key. I was going to say we do that as well. Our My wife tribe, we get together with the men and we have couples talks, activities. Sometimes it's game nights or haunted house or whatever. Sometimes it's just chilling in the house. Sometimes is we be bringing our come to Jesus questions and put them in a hat and then we'll pull them out anonymously. But the husbands be looking like, I know that was my wife who asked. Right. That, <laughs> that was not anonymous. Let me see the handwriting. But in addition to that, the husbands have started with our prodding and pushing to meet regularly and have started a group chat. And even though they weren't friends already or like homeboys already, because there was that safe space, they now feel very comfortable um, and look forward to dialoguing about things that they might not even talk to their closest friends about because they're maybe your sandbox friends are in a different mental space, yeah. um, but you're with other men who are committed to the same thing. So that's been very valuable for, because um, it's, it's, like you said, you can't just do the work in isolation. So we have to create spaces and environments for our husbands to be able to do, or our partners to be able yeah. to do the work as well. So that was really Absolutely. good. Yeah. Even if it's the one-to-one, because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes if it can't be in those group settings, you know, like if your brother is going through a difficult season, you know, pour, pour into him mm. and, you know, same thing. If you're in a in a tough time and you need, you have to have at least one. Right, you know, right. yeah. two or three is nice, but at least one. <laughs> at least know? one. Yeah. 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 And what you brought up about conflict resolution is so key too. And you know, I'm always thinking about what can I teach my child or my goddaughter. Uh, and conflict resolution is one of those things that I think we do not learn enough about when we're young to help us like navigate these challenges when we become young adults, adults, wives, you know, mothers, all those things. So I think that was a really important point. 
I, I'm going to add to that, Tanil. Yeah, because a lot of us see one of two extremes. Either we've never seen our parents fight because they're trying to hide it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or we see yeah. them fight and then we don't see the resolution. They do that in the bedroom or behind closed doors. Not right. in the bed, but, like you know, pillow talk, whatever. Thank we you. don't see the resolution. Or we see the parents fighting and arguing and fussing. And, you know, so it's one of ex- two extremes, but it's rare that you see the argument, the right. resolution, and all, for the child to see it. So it's yeah. either so hidden we were talking about this in my wife group last night where one of the wives were like, her husband's like, he, he, his family's so perfect because he's never seen his parents argue. And she's like, but actually now you don't know how to resolve like, mm, you know, wow. just issues because in your mind, you feel like it's never your fault. You feel like, you know, you don't take ownership and blah, blah, blah. Everything's so perfect. But there's also value in seeing people disagree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just because you come from a two-parent household doesn't mean that what was modeled for you is necessarily the healthiest or the best way to resolve issues. So there is yeah. always work to be done. Yes, Always. so good. Always. I love what you said about um showing the 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 re- the resolution. Mm-hmm. We recently started doing that, you know, with Cam because you know we're in a season right now where we don't argue that that much. We were definitely in a season though where that arguing was like thick. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not in that season right now, so it's like you know if he sees us argue, it's like oh my god, why are y'all arguing? Mm-hmm. And you know, I found myself explaining to him, you know, what was going on. So that way he has an understanding just because, you know, we disagree. It doesn't mean, you know, we hate each other mm-hmm. or, you know, that you know, we're not happy. This, this, this is normal. So I love what you said about that. That's that was good. good. That's good. Yeah. So the last question in this segment is if there is one actionable thing and you have given us, given me a myriad of things that we should be doing, but um, if there is one thing we can do right now to prepare um, ourselves to become a wife or even to be a better wife in our current marriage, what would you say that one actionable item or thing strategy is? Um, Sure. So I think for someone that desires to, you know, become a wife, I would say really focus on cultivating your own joy and happiness Mm. and, um, you know, doing that while you're single, while you're dating, while you're engaged. So that way, you know, when you are a wife, you are not wrapping up your complete source of happiness into your spouse. You know, yes, they should make us happy, but, you know, they, they cannot be the sole provider of that. So I would say for, for wives, who, um, you know, are wanting to be, you know, better in their marriage, I would definitely say, you know, listen to what your spouse says, and Mm. then also what they're not saying. Mm. Um, You know, what's what's important to your spouse should be, you know, important to you too, within reason. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if they mention something a couple times, you know, it might be something you you want to pay attention to. Like, my husband, he talks a lot about (laughs) <laughs> cleanliness he, <laughs> he is a neat freak sis is not a neat freak mm. so you know probably maybe year three or so in our marriage okay let me go ahead and get us um um a housekeeper to come you know once a month so that this thing that's important to him you know i make important to me too mm. um you know so yeah listening to what they say and what they're not saying that tells us a lot and then i would say like if you're not getting anything from the the spoken or unspoken clues, you know, X. Mm. We don't X sometimes enough. We don't check in enough. Mm. You know, we have these assumptions or these expectations and 
so much can really be <laughs> solved or figured out, you know, through a conversation. And, you know, people change. So I would say checking on expectations and each other's love tank is just so important. And I mean, of course, it goes without saying too, like, keep the connection alive, keep the fun alive, the spice, the sex, keep, you know, mm-hmm. you got to keep all of that alive. So that's really good. I love the unspoken. You guys know, Tennille knows more than anyone that I am very direct <clears throat> and I appreciate very direct. Like I, I, sometimes when someone, when I have to read between the lines, I sometimes I don't get it, you know, or I don't have the whatever clues are hard for me. Um, and my husband he is direct when he talks, but he doesn't talk a lot. So, you know, he's not going to bring anything to me because he just feels like I got it. I'll handle it. It's no big deal. I, I don't, I, he doesn't eat if everything for him. Communication feels like it could be a confrontation because he has his direct wife. So he's like, I'd rather not say anything. So the, I wish you had told me about the reading between the, uh, the unspoken a long time ago. Cause I just got that very recently. So now it's yeah. like, just like you learn your child, like when they need a nap, it's like, I am starting to learn like, oh, this man is, he's tired or it's something going on over here. I'm not personalizing everything. It's something. So before, like I can read the room and grab the vibes and not make it about me or us, which um, is a skill. Cause I'm like, what's going on? Tell me what's up. Is something wrong? You know, like with the, and to him, that's like a, put the wall up. But me, I'm right. just trying to figure out what the heck is going on. So he's not going to respond to that. I'm, he's like, nothing. That's the quick, you know, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm like, okay, clearly you're not, but I'm going to step away. So that, that <laughs> learning your partner and what they don't say yeah. is very, very critical. That was good. Yeah. And it takes time, yeah. you know, it, it takes time. Like when I tell you, and y'all, like I said, I got married at 24. Mm. 24 years old mm. and I'm 36. Mm. So much has changed. We have changed. Mm-hmm. So even if you get married at, you know, 40 or 45, we still change as yes. long as we're so it's always something to learn. And that is one thing I have learned. You know, I I have changed. He has changed. So we have to continue, you know, learning each other. So, yes. And yeah. one of my girlfriends says, it doesn't matter how old you are, it's how old your marriage is. So you're still an infant, an infant in your marriage if you get married at 50. It's a brand new thing. So you exactly. have to have the patience that you would with the newborn, with the infant, Absolutely. with the toddler phase. Because that two, three-year mark for us... I was <laughs> pretty much from the time we got married to about three years. I was like, so what, what does annulment look like? What have I done? Is this the wrong, is this right? Is this, this right? I literally, I was asking my mother, my friends, like, is this, is anybody else? You know, like we argued a lot and we, yeah, had, never, we had never really argued before. Um, but be encouraged because it is just like a, like right now I have a two year old and if things don't go her way, she's falling flat out on the floor. And I'm realizing we're moving now from infancy to, you know, the power struggle to grow. So there are seasons and phases of growth just like that in your marriage. So just cause you, I'm a grown woman, you know, I'm 45. Well, you're still, you're still, you know, on breast milk in the marriage. You're still very early on in the phase. So um, one of my girlfriends who has been on the show before, Salika, she said that to me, like you, you're you still in infancy in your marriage. You have to have patience to grow up. And I thought that was absolutely wonderful. All right. So now it is time for us to move rather quickly through the next four questions. This is our deep dive. So we are getting to the core. So don't overthink. Just give us your first answer. Uh, Shalice, what is the biggest surprise that you've experienced in the last few months? 
um i hope this isn't solemn but um losing my dad mm-hmm. that was he was young so yeah. that was unexpected yeah yeah we're making it we're making it for sure we are always in our prayers and we yes. love you yeah we do love you and yes. grieving it comes in stages and waves and seasons so like yeah. maddie said we're we're always here for you if you need us Thank and you. it kind of makes me like a little feel a little weird about asking the next question but i think in this whole season of hopeful expectations mm-hmm. the next question is what is something that you're excited about right now um, something I'm excited. I mean, being on this podcast. I mean, hey, <laughs> I feel like um, who? I think it was Summer and Michelle said it. Mama, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> now, y'all know I love y'all, and um, you know, I'm definitely you know with with my brand being like a year old now. You know, I'm really you know like we talked about the infancy stage. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a toddler. Mm-hmm. I'm a toddler now. So. You know, I'm I'm really just looking for those opportunities, you know, just to continue to grow and, you know, share my voice. So, um, you know, doing things like this, it provides me with an opportunity to do that. So mm. I'm excited about that. More opportunities to do things like this. That is good. We love that for you. And um, if you guys don't already, and she's going to tell us a little bit about where to find her, but if you don't already tune into her fourth Friday with friends and all of the things that she's doing on Instagram, um, even though it's not a podcast in terms of format, there's so many good nuggets that we're getting out of um, the conversations that Shalise is having with her friends and her circle and her network. So check it out. I was I was one of the first guests on fourth Fridays with yes, friends. You were. Um, she did a, a check in with um, Alex. Alex L very recently, who I absolutely love. And it was amazing. She's done some really, I don't want to start naming people, but she's done some really great ones. So definitely check that out, you guys. Um, Okay. Question number three, what is a failure or a setback that you are actually proud of and grateful for? Um, I actually shared this on Instagram recently. I had a little setback with my shop. I decided to, you know, switch from the format that I was doing it to a different format. So that way I could, you know, just improve like the quality of my products, the quality of how things are being sent out and just really packaging it with love and leveling up. Mm So um, that is taking some time. Um, I did not calculate the amount of time that all of this would take. So I did not expect to have my shop closed for like, what is this, like two months mm-hmm. now. So we're moving into month three. So that was a bit of a setback, but I am very proud of myself that I did it. Yes. Um, I know that this level up is going to really just help to push the glow getter movement out even more. So I'm, I'm proud of that, that okay. I'm sticking to it and we getting there. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And the last question is, what is something you stand in need of right now? How can we pray for you or support you? Um, so I know that May is mental health awareness month, mm-hmm. I believe. And, mm-hmm. uh, I need to get back in therapy. It's mm-hmm. been a minute since I've been in therapy and, you know, just like I said, I just lost my dad, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I'm, crazy for not even being this mm-hmm. long, you know, mm-hmm. without being therapy. So um just pray for me that I find the right therapist, y'all. You know, find a therapy is like I mean a therapist is like dating. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> so just pray for me that I um led to the to the right therapist and that um you know it, it goes well for me. So that's good. We will be praying and listeners out there. I know y'all be praying too, because y'all be talking to us about it. So keep our sister in prayer that she finds the right therapist. 
Um, finally, Sister Shalise, please let our listeners know how and where they can find you, connect with you, um, your shop, everything. What do you want them to know? Awesome. Um, well, first off, thank y'all so much for having me on today. So honored. Um, loved our conversation. Nice. And you guys can find me online at ShaliceTyson.com. That's S-H-A-L-Y-C-E-T-Y-S-O-N.com. I'm also on Instagram at Shalice Tyson. Um, my shop is housed on my website, ShaliceTyson.com, my blog. Um, you can also subscribe to my newsletter. Um, it's at the bottom of my website. You can subscribe to um, get some exclusive content, Ooh, yes. some, yeah. some sales and all, all the good vibes in your inbox. <laughs> For sure. Shalice is always doing um Good work. Her updates are great. She's been doing stuff with juvenile diabetes. She's talking recently about um, some of the journaling that she's doing. I think you were talking about the Mama Pray Journal. She's doing the Hope Series yeah. Challenge. So Shalise is always, always like, ooh, follow, <laughs> click, donate. She'll put me on all of these different things. So Shalise is a, um, a good source. So thank you for that. And now it is time for a word with Madden. So in full transparency this week, you guys, I did not have time to really take the quiet time that I need to um, write out a word with Matt. And I usually make time on um, Thursday nights. I have been in this International Leadership Summit that um, T.D. Jakes put on for, I was Thursday, Friday, and then this morning. Um, And so that thing had day sessions all the way to night sessions, right? So um, that's usually the time that I set aside. I, I didn't plan for it. So I don't have an actual, you know, pre-written word with Madden, but I do want to talk to you guys a little bit about a scripture that I want us to kind of um, hold on to. And I'm just going to give you some thoughts off the cuff. So this scripture is Proverbs 18.22. And the scripture reads, he who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from God. So when my um, husband proposed to me, I'll share this story with you guys quickly. Um, he had sent me a bunch of different like note cards and stuff before he came up with the proposal. I was in a hotel room. He had sent me all these different things. And so he just had one card. It was a blank card. I opened the envelope and it said Proverbs 18.22. So I'm, you know, scrolling through my phone crying because I, you know, I, now I know what's going on. Um, and I, and I, and I read it and it just made me feel like, oh my gosh, like he views me as such a good thing. He views being with me as favor from the Lord, like, you know, he just, he views this as such a blessing. Um, And so that was kind of like my perspective on that scripture. But then once I got into really being a wife, I I started thinking more about, and I did some of this before as I was preparing, because I told you guys, I was very intentional about preparing for being a wife, um, even before I met him and praying for my husband and all of that. But I started thinking about like, Am I showing up as a good thing? Am I showing up as a blessing? Am I showing up as that favor from the Lord that he was anticipating? And I do my best to do that, but um, I think it's something really big to live up to. So it's easy for us to kind of assume like, oh, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. But then there's also that internal check. Like, am I doing the work to continue to stay that way? And this doesn't just mean our appearance or physically or whatever. Like you're not going to be the woman that he proposed to forever. Um, You know, you're evolving and growing and changing. But in that growth, am I remaining that good thing, you know? And I said this on an episode before, am I a soft place for him to land? Am I, you know, whole and healthy and in therapy and doing all the things that I need to do for myself so that I can be, you know, this warm and safe space for my husband as well? So 
that's kind of my thought around the scripture. And I think that's going to take us into the question of the episode. So my practice for this week, and I'm going to be intentional about this. And I know I already got y'all doing this 21 day series. How many things am I going to ask y'all to do right now? But we got a lot, lot, but I want y'all to work on, um, yourselves, whatever that looks like for you. And that could be working on showing up as a better wife or working on intentionally preparing to be a wife and not just asking God for what we want him to change in our marriage or who he want, who we want him to bring to us. And what we, what are we doing? What is the work that we are doing? So whether you are a future wife, a wife-to-be, a current wife, um, let's think about what we, what we can do to show up as that good thing and to show up as something that someone would consider to be favor from the Lord. So that's my thought. Mm. Well, all right. So now it is time for the question, question of the, of episode. the episode. All right. So today's question is, what are you doing or what will you commit to doing to be the wife that you desire? And Shalice, we are going to start with you. Hmm. What will I commit to doing to be the wife that I desire? That's a good question. Um, I will commit to modeling the things that I ask. So I'm asking for um, patience, like if I didn't do the dishes and I don't want you to to nag me about it the minute that you walk in the house. (laughs) Um, I have to have that same patience with him when I ask him to to do something and maybe maybe he doesn't do it right away. So extending the grace, maybe that's a better way to put it, extending the grace that I would like to receve. Yeah, I love that. Madeline, what about you? Mine is investing my time into being a better wife. And so that's twofold. One is investing my time into taking time away from my family so that I can um, recharge. So I told my husband that I would like to do a quarter quarterly because I felt like uh, it monthly was too much to be like just up and leaving just a day away and maybe an overnight if, you know, we can swing it um, to where I just have time to like focus on other things myself, write, um, I don't know, go to spa, just do stuff by myself. And so that was kind of hard for me to think about, but I, it's important because I tell y'all every week I'm tired. Um, and then the other place I want to invest my time is with him. So with the pandemic, we try to get creative with spending time together, but then it's like, we're always together. So we got to spend different type of time together, not just feeling like we're like doing the work of being home and having a kid and being married. So, um, really being intentional about maybe also one, um, weekend a quarter or maybe doing a little staycation or leaving the house because we're always here. So we're doing the in-home dates and some out outside, but we, we're, we're both we tired. More. So we need more. I did more. say that I would be a babysitter. You did. You not taken me up on it. We are, I am double vaxxed. Yes. So. Yes. Um, Vaccinated Dixon can become a part of the babysitter. We story. actually, I was going to call you the other day, but my cousin lives like in my same neighborhood and oh. Luce was like, why don't you just call Leah? And I was like, oh, true. We don't have to have uh, Tanil schlepping her way in here yeah, from DC, right. but don't worry, you're on the list. So investing my time uh, in myself and also it, you know, doing something different with my husband. I love that. What about you, my love? 
Y'all, so it's my turn, and I hope you can't hear. It's like somebody's cutting grass outside. Hopefully Mm -mm. you you can't hear that, Mm -mm. okay? Because it's like really loud in my (laughs) ear. But um, what I am going to commit to doing, and I I think I've been doing this a little bit already, um, is I can be a very controlling person. Um, Sometimes, you know, overtly, sometimes not so. Um, And so I just want to give up always feeling the need to control the situation. And I know that that is going to help immensely in dating and in marriage. Mm. So just giving up control. Mm. That's a good one. That's a good one. Guys, thank you so much for spending this hour with us, Shalise. Thank you so much for all of the wisdom that you have imparted. Thank you for going before us in marriage. You're going to be um, a full adult before I hit clean the for the rest of the wives trying to navigate. <laughs> we appreciate you so, 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 so much. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all. Bye. Thanks for listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Wait, are you subscribed yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Show us some love and subscribe, share, rate, and review. Yes, and then let's keep talking at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. That's L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-N. And connect with me at Tanil Daniels. That's T-E-N-N-I-L-L-E Daniels.